How are we going to start this thing? Let me think about this for the next five seconds. You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Liberty Track and Field finds success in Eugene at Nationals. Plus, we have field hockey head coach Nikki Parsley-Blocker in the studio. She'll talk about the disappointing end to the Lady Flames season and how they're moving forward. Now, from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. All right, guys, thanks for joining us for the last time probably on the podcast until cross country starts. We are going to talk a little Liberty track and field. So I know you guys aren't going to join us and listen in. That may not be true. Until cross country. We want to get. We want to get some athletes in here. That's true. You know, we like. Let's come on. Why? Why do? You, why do you limit it? Like why? That? Yeah. Why would you? Why would you do that to them? <laughs> we are. We're going to go over to track because I know a lot of those guys are staying around this yeah. summer. Uh, Matt Warner wants to do yeah. a story on Kyle Mitchell and um, Felix Candy and Chelsea Igbarasi. So they had a lot of success at Eugene in the track nationals. You know, what's so difficult for Felix Candy, I'm not saying that throwing isn't difficult because obviously it is, but the fact about Felix Candy, you have to race your race more than once, right? Like, so you have like your, uh, I don't even know what it's called, your heat, you know, and then to qualify for the final. But that to me, for such a long race like the the steeplechase that just seems like so difficult but um Felix Candy finished the final in ninth place as a second team all-american running 834 so here's my idea do you really know what that means Rhett, that he ran the men's steeplechase in 8 minutes and 34 seconds i know he ran a bunch of circles jumped in a bunch of larger ponds <laughs> puddles puddles i guess i should say yeah. and then got out of them and ran some more Emily wants to put us through a steeplechase is is what she wants. She wants to put us through a little bit of pain is what she's getting Here's the deal with me, okay? Retsky's Rules is coming back. We'll just break that out now. So I'm going to thoroughly embarrass myself enough in the next coming weeks that – like me and running, we know that's not good. <laughs> okay. right now. It's just there's, not, there's no yeah. There's no point in me doing this. I know that this guys, please weigh in. I don't know if you should go to I, Liberty. That's the Flames. problem. I don't want to weigh in. No, I, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking to our listeners to to tweet in, send emails, whatever we need to do. Because here's what I want to happen. I want to contact Liberty Track Program and just be like, hey, can you guys set up Steeplechase for me? And this is like very, the, I'm not asking you to do the full 3K of the race, which is seven and a half laps. It's almost two miles. I'm just asking you to do one lap, jump over, you know, the pond, See, into the pond. I think this would be a good one for you and Matt. You, the the NCAA track no, athlete. I have to be the reporter. No, I think you're right. Yeah. You're the NCAA track athlete. And then yeah. Zoe, you and I and me, just a normal Joe, just coming off the street, no. doesn't like running. Oh, this is not, no, yeah, no. Not, not, an, not a track athlete yeah. ever. Yeah. And and let's just do it. Another amazing Hold finish on. at no, Nationals. Right? <laughs> See yeah. how this goes? Wow. Just Another yeah. amazing yeah. finish is Liberty Junior Chelsea Igbarasi uh, cl- officially closed the book on her 
season when she threw the discus, um, let's see, for 177 foot 9 inches for 17th place, the best ever finished by a Liberty or A-Sun Conference women's discus yeah. uh, at, at this meet. So one, that's just outstanding. One spot out of making All-American. Yeah. I felt bad for uh, her there. But she's coming back senior season. Right. She'll get All-American next year. And talking about rescues rules, that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for. I want to do the hammer throw with, with her. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, anyways, think yeah. about it. two of the three. Got all American honors. Yeah. Chelsea just missed. And apparently, from what I heard, on most any other year, that throw would have been good enough for all American really honors. So uh yeah, so huge, huge props to, to those three. They went out and represented Liberty and, and the A Sun in a big way. I'll do that. I'll go and and with Chelsea Igbarasi and, and try to no, see how far that's I can read the That's rest yeah. story. Yeah. Oh, you can't no, do that. no, 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 no. I'm just saying while he's running the steeplechase, and then you can be over with Kyle Mitchell and do the shot put. No, no, you love that no, idea. No, I know. No, I've and got, I'm not I've even got, asking. I'm asking one lap. I want to do. Know. You w- run you, a lap. Yeah. I run a lap. Exactly. You have the. What are the you best worried about? My thinking here. You're face. a track. You're a track athlete. Because Why are you I worried? cannot let Matt Warner beat me in anything. We we golfed in the Liberty Flames yeah. golf tournament. That yeah, was oh, not. Yeah, yeah. It was on, not good. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I do, on I, Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I realize she has never been a part of the Go Challenge. No, never. She wasn't. Yeah. She couldn't handle it. It's I think, funny. I think as soon as I started yeah. working here, we just stopped doing the Go Challenge because you guys we didn't are think scared. we didn't think you had the mental toughness for it. All honestly. right, next summer yeah. we're gonna have to get the Go Challenge back up yeah. again, and yeah, mm. that'll be that'll be good. Times. I'll pray about it. All yeah. right, let's get to this conversation with field hockey head coach Nikki Parsley Blocker because she is a great conversation. It's really cool to see you know how she recruits internationally. So let's get straight to that convo right now. One of the best things I love about today's guest is we finally have another woman in the studio. You know, with all these guys that come in and out. That's true. Is this coaches, the first? I think it Dot is. Richardson, oh, Dot Richardson, you guys. Yes, you see how yeah. quickly yeah. they just forget about <laughs> yeah. our guest. Yeah. Come on. Field hockey head coach Nikki Parsley-Blocker, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. On a scale of 1 to 10, how nervous are you about... I don't know how much you've listened to the Flame Central podcast, but things can get a little weird. I'm feeling probably like a seven of 10, seven being nervous, closer to more nervous than not. Yeah, I totally, and you know, with these two. Well, the conversation before you even came on, uh, before we started (laughs) recording about Brett wants a pet Lynx. And so, yeah, it can't get any weirder than that. Yeah, and we also did a flames out of office which this is a pretty funny story because you were our first coach that we the first victim yes (laughs) that we did one of these features on so we're trying to think we're in the meeting and we're like what's a good name for like what the coaches and student athletes might be doing like in the off season so we called it out of office Mm -hmm. but the graphic that we used to put in the show Mm -hmm. it looks like you got fired and yeah, I, it wasn't. We had to make an adjustment. It was less like fun and more like a big, like a big stamp, stamp. like Nikki Parsley Blocker out, out of, of office. office. It's like whoa, She's what? Gone. yeah, right. So we had to make some adjustments there, but it all worked out in the end. No yeah. way that yeah. you would be out of office yeah. as successful as of a season that you guys had, which was spring. So was that first of all that had to be super weird for you guys, right? It was, but also amazing. Like I'm always saying, hey, I want to be a spring sport because fall. Man, you just got to hit the ground running with new freshmen. You're trying to integrate, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the foundation that you lay normally in a spring and an off season, and then you add 
six to eight more kids, and it's a completely different team, different dynamic. So I was a big fan of it, to be honest. Is it a sport, field hockey, that is traditionally fall, like ev- like everywhere? So there's you say, Correct. I'd love for it to be spring, but there's it's not happening. It, it's not yeah, happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's staying yeah. in the fall. I mean, we can try to do like a... Uh, Try to a do campaign like a, on yeah, yeah. A campaign to, to make the change. Um, so talk about this season and and what your overall thoughts were. Um, it was, it, I mean, you guys were ranked all season long. Um, we were expecting you guys to be. Let's just, let's just be real. I read the, the News okay. in Advance article and I liked <laughs> the zestiness. Article. I liked the fact that you got <laughs> so a little bit that. spicy. So yeah, talk to us. That obviously there's some issues with the NCAA and how things work. And you guys had an un- un- unreal season mm-hmm. and you still didn't get in. How frustrating is that? Thank you for removing the elephant from the room. Yeah, you're Brett, welcome. For me. Thank you. I'm the big guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was frustrating. I think, you know, there's been a couple seasons. 2018 is another one. You beat Virginia, Boston College, and then they both make it instead of you. <laughs> Unclear. Yeah. Uh, you know, not being in the ACC or the Big Ten, it definitely has its challenges, but you know, you kind of have that frustration personally, but then as a coach, you have to figure out how you're going to find a way forward because it doesn't really matter that it's annoying, right? That's something that's yeah. with, you know, it's not in, in our control um, other than the fact that I do plan to go to convention and um, get some firepower, some people alongside me. I have a plan of how to, to okay. change it. Okay, you know? nice. So I'm not just going to be a passive bystander, but I definitely think there are some flaws and just how they, you know, select it. It's just like any other NCAA tournament in basketball. You want the best teams in the country there because you see it all the time. Look at softball, which JMU just did. Mm-hmm. Is that me? No. We got <laughs> phones going off. Yeah. Wait, no. so can we follow you guys with our cameras when you, you go and, and, and... You want to come down to Florida? <laughs> Let's do it. Well, I think well, that this would be a it, great yeah. feature idea. Well, Emily's awesome. all in on well, that one. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like if it was a different name next to that record, would you have been in? Like, is it a kind of a... Because it's still a young program at Liberty, right? Do you feel mm-hmm. like there's some like, oh, you've got... You haven't reached that level where you're just a shoe in with even despite the record. Do you feel like there's a little bit of that going on, a different name? And it's like, oh, yeah, no doubt. Boom, you're in. I think a lot of it has to do with conference affiliation. Mm. You know, I mean, there's a team every year that wins one or two games in the ACC regular season. Okay, they'll win the first round of the ACC tournament because they make it. Everyone makes the ACC tournament and they'll get into the NCAA tournament. You've already had a chance to beat all those teams the entire season. And just because you win one game in the ACC yeah. tournament, I'm not quite sure that that means someone who's in the Big East, which arguably is the, you know, traditionally the third highest RPI conference in the country. It's not a slouch conference right. by any means. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have UConn, who's won however many national championships in the last five to seven years. You're telling me that there's not one other team in the Big East that's qualified to be in the NCAA tournament, you know, and that could be us on a lot of years. Old Dominion's another great team. So it's interesting, you know, mm. but... I'm not a selector. I'm not sitting, you know, yeah, in the room yeah. and no one's really asking my opinion at this point. It's a pretty small tournament. Do you think it should be expanded? Like, are, are would, there enough quality teams to make it bigger? I would oh, absolutely. But the way the NCAA is going to define it is they, they just say, hey, we're just taking a straight percentage. So I think that they would have to change our criteria of, you know, how we decide which teams get in. I don't think that it's really feasible that they're going to increase the pool unless the sport grows tremendously and then they're going to give us a few more teams. So I think it's we're going to have to get creative, um, you know, with deciding how we pick those teams to make the tournament. Take me into that room. Were you guys all together, like selection show? Like, mm-hmm. were you together? Take me into that room. As We've talked to other coaches. I think it was Scott Jackson that was in here a few yeah. weeks ago that was like, I've been in that room before. 
it's all, there's nothing worse, the frustration, all of that that goes in. What was it like in knowing that you have so many girls coming back in a quick turnaround? Did it shift quickly from disappointment to like resolve? Like, okay, we've got to like, like motivation mm-hmm. now for this next season that's quickly approaching. Uh, I think a bunch of things happened really quickly. Um, I remember we actually sang a couple worship, well, just one worship song and like, uh, Maverick city had just come out with their new album Ooh, that day Gyra. and yeah, Gyra, and then, uh, wait on you, which ironically mm. was the song that we sang, um, right before we found out who was going to make it. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, there is a professional responsibility that I have that like, yeah, I want to go and try to figure out how can we make this better? How can we get I think us as a top team and other top teams that get left out of the NCAA tournament in. But I also think there's just this other side of it that at the end of the day, we either believe that the Lord has a plan for this program or we don't. We mm. can't say that when we beat UConn yeah, and then not say it when we don't get what we want. Yeah, He either has a plan or he doesn't. So that's just something I really felt he heavily put on my heart was like, yes, I remember sharing that with the team and then also, yeah, I mean, there's there's no hiding. Like, of course, we're we're sad. We're frustrated. I mean, you know, we also didn't do ourselves any favor by losing to ODU. Difficult mm. playing a team five right. times, 100%, you know? But those are things like at sport. Yeah. You have to figure some of that stuff out. So there was frustration, but the kids are ready. This is the best leadership group we've ever had. I mean, so many All-Americans, you know, the new ones will come out tomorrow. So can't reveal any of that stuff. But with Jill coming back, Ashley Dykema will be, Lord willing, back from her ACL injury yeah. and then really good freshman class. And the kids that were freshmen this past year are really, really strong. So I think everyone knows we're going to have a really good shot. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to really work it on <laughs> just letting go. You got to surrender. Yeah. Because you're not in control of that final outcome. You're really mm. not. What do you think separates Liberty? Is it something with their, I mean, obviously you've brought in so much great talent, but being such a young program, what is it about this this program that has allowed it to have so much success so quickly? I always say it's Jesus. I don't think that you can separate that. I, there's lots of other programs that are 10 years old, maybe not a lot in field hockey, but there are several that don't have the success that we do. And I think if you look back to what Jody was doing when they beat Stanford twice, like yeah. – a couple years into having a program, they're beating a top 10 team twice to win the NORPAC. Like, that doesn't really happen. It just doesn't happen. Um, and I certainly think, you know, there's things that we do really well, and I'm not trying to minimize, you know, how we are as coaches. But I do think that's a reality. Like, I think that there is a blessing on this university, and I think there's a blessing, you know, on the field hockey team. Another uh, trip that I want to go on with you guys yeah. after the convention, or I don't know if it's before or after, <laughs> is some of your recruiting trips because you guys don't keep it to the United States, which I'm no. a huge fan of. Well, so anytime if, you want to come, let's go. See, this is my boss, so just direct that reaction to him, please. Take so, time. Come Take on. Her. Let's, Take I mean, imagine, <laughs> imagine what this could do for the future of field hockey recruiting to get a behind-the-scenes right. look. Yeah, you're it really just, pitching get, this, this hard, yeah. <laughs> Do you get to go, though? Are you heading to, like, South Africa and stuff in the Netherlands or no? I have went to – ironically, okay, it's just crazy with technology. We get almost all of our internationals. technology is not going to work. (laughs) Stop that. I've been one time to Holland, but the rest we've gotten, honestly, through recruiting services, watching people's videos. And you can tell pretty quickly with resumes, we're typically looking for internationals that have at least junior national team experience Mm. because Mm. that's what we're expecting them to bring in. You know, otherwise we can just go get a U.S. kid. How, how, and other than like the tennis teams, you may have the most diverse roster maybe mm-hmm. on campus. 
what is that like in trying to every coach is trying to build a culture, but you're also trying to mesh all these different backgrounds and cultures and mm-hmm, maybe people mm-hmm. that have no experience being in this country at all until they step foot here and all they know is now Lynchburg, Virginia and trying to figure things out here on campus. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, whether they're international or domestic, like we try to be really transparent with our mission and vision and what we're doing and how we're going to get there um, and getting them to understand the why behind whatever we're doing. Um, So I think that that's a really big part of it um, and kind of how we get everyone moving forward. But it is difficult for internationals, like no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, some of these kids, they've literally, they've never been, some some of our internationals have never been to church, you know? So they're coming into this Christian environment and it's very different, you know? So I think it's just about being transparent and walking alongside them and being like, it's okay if if you're struggling, like to struggle is okay. That's called being a human, you know? And we're here for you to support you through that time. I mean, I just think of being homesick. I went to school three hours away from where I grew up and first semester I was like, I'm going home. This is, you know, and they're coming from across the pond. I just can't imagine having to, you know, travel and be that Mm -hmm. far. You can't just hop on a flight and go home if you're feeling Mm -hmm. homesick. So that must be super tough, especially playing in the fall. Another reason you guys should play in the spring. Yep, hard agree. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any good international like stories about these kids coming? Like anything just weird? Like, for example, what comes to my mind is back when Liberty women's basketball had a bunch of Lithuanians, Uh they had no idea what a helium balloon was. So sucking <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, they had no idea. They're like, I, I don't know what their thought, thought process was, magic. was to why it floated, but still yeah. they had no idea. So when we sucked in the helium, they thought we were sucking in somebody else's breath, which for some reason floated. But anyways, they thought that was the grossest thing. So then when we started speaking like chipmunks, it blew their mind. Do you have anything? Yeah, true story. Do you have anything? I don't anything, know. Anything, no anything like that where they were just kind of like. America, what is this? <laughs> I feel so lame, but no, that's hilarious. Maybe I bring, wish I had bring some helium there. balloons like your first team meeting yeah. just to see. All right, next yeah. year. Yeah. You yeah. need yeah. to do your pregame speech yeah. after you inhale an entire. All right, listen up here, girls. Yeah, at that point, you're just trying to keep everyone loose and happy and yeah. moving forward. So it sounds like a pretty good idea. This past year, and we know all coaches had unique challenges with COVID. How much of your time and energy do you feel like was spent worrying or not worrying, mm-hmm. but having to focus on that side of things like, OK, the protocols, the all of that, as opposed to what would be in a normal season where you don't have to worry about it at all? Did you feel like your attention was somewhat divided because of all of that? To be honest, no, no, it was bad last summer around this time because we just didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Right. No one likes not having a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 18 to 22 year olds may think that they like that, but they don't. No one likes that. No one likes uncertainty. So that was the worst part, kind of leading up, not knowing. Because at this point last year, we still thought we were going to play in the fall. I did not think so, but everything on paper was like, you're playing in the fall. I'm like, we're not playing in the fall. So that was the worst part. But then we were really fortunate. We didn't have any COVID cases on campus fall or spring for field hockey. Wow. So really, like once we got into the swing of things, it felt pretty normal. And I felt extremely like, fortunate and happy just because it, it really did feel like just a regular season. We're playing in playing in the spring. It did not feel regular that we had to play, you know, so many of the, t- the teams again and again and again. That yeah. was the, that was the yeah. worst part, you know, because um, if someone's trying to chase you, they're gaining an advantage every time they get to see you again. <laughs> we're yeah. like, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. So I think that was probably the hardest part. And the kids did a really good job. I mean, it was, I mean, 
annoying waking up early to go get tested, but that's really not the end of the world. So that was probably the biggest thing is mm. getting up, getting tested, you know, having to wear a mask on a bus and that stuff. But it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Coach, you have a pretty decorated playing career and resume. What do you think led you to being such a great coach? Was there hmm. someone that helped mentor you to, I feel like, you know, players are either really, really good coaches or it's like you should have just stayed a player because yeah. this is just not transitioning well. Uh, You're the first. Yeah, no. I think. No, that is not true. Um, for sure, my dad, like hands down my dad he was a you know all-american at lock haven wrestler phenomenal coach himself he's won state championships at the high school level like tennis softball wrestling's his primary so he kind of just is a technician and is able to figure things out so i got to watch that growing up and i think the biggest thing that he gave to me and he still gives to me he's my greatest mentor you know right now because you have to have good people around you that can speak into you uh, for sure in this profession um it's just really the mentality though he coaches a mentality. He's able, you know, I just he coached me growing up. So everything that he gave me, I now get to give to other people. So him for sure. And then playing under Tracy Fuchs at Northwestern, she's the most decorated USA player of all time, you know. Um, so from the technical aspects of field hockey and the tactical parts as well, I don't think there's a better, you know, tactical coach in the country than Tracy. So I think just playing under her was a huge advantage. And then the USA stuff, you just get, you know, a little bit of everything mm -hmm. from all sorts of people. Mm -hmm. We hear a lot of sports, especially women's sports that talk about like, we're trying to grow the game. We've heard that mm -hmm. a lot with the softball that was just going on. You yeah. hear that during their broadcast and stuff, trying to grow the game. Do you feel like that is a, an emphasis within your sport? And do you see it happening? Do you see field hockey growing? Like I, I'm from the Midwest. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, there was no field hockey there. Like at least growing up, I had never seen it, never really heard about it. Do you see it growing within this country? I think it needs to grow more. And I think there are some barriers to that happening, right? The surface that we play on is not what high school kids play on. They play on field turf, like what our lacrosse, you right. know, or what the, the IFP has um, in there. But that's not the right surface for field hockey. Um, it is. It's in pockets in California. It's in Chicago, Ohio, out in the Midwest. But you're right. It's very much an East Coast-dominated sport. Um, you know, so I think it'd be really great if we could get some more of those surfaces sprinkled around the country because worldwide it's top five sport in the entire world. Wow. Top I didn't know five that. Sport. Wow. That's crazy. And it's a huge men's sport. Like in Holland, that and that and soccer, I mean, is field hockey. Wait, so what's the turf for you guys or what's the, the so surface? It's basically an astro turf. So it's a water-based turf. You can have some sort of turfs that are also sand-based that are cheaper to put in. But that's kind of the barrier in this country yeah. is like we need more of those surfaces that aren't just at the colleges because it's really expensive to mm -hmm. rent those facilities um, for clubs and whatnot. So I think that would be a huge, you know, just a huge key to, to turn and kind of unlock and get it grown even more than it is. And what are high schools playing on? Just regular grass? Grass, field turf. Wow, not, okay. You know, surfaces. I, I wish I had a good comparison. It's like trying to play ice hockey, but not on ice. You can't, it's not, it's not really good. <laughs> on a pond. Like, a pond. <laughs> yeah, like on something. Yeah, is the difference in the what you have is just more, what is it, more forgiving? Like when, no, when you hit it, what's so the difference? It? It's faster? So imagine pl like, hitting a ball or like even just rolling a ball on a tennis court yeah. versus rolling a ball on a grass field. One would roll way faster and uh, one yeah, would yeah, be yeah. like bumpy and slow and bouncing, uh, you know? Yeah. So it's like a completely different sport basically. Okay. And yeah, you need access to playing on that surface to, you know, acquire different skills. 
to come into college and play internationally at that level. So then how hard is it to evaluate some high school recruits <laughs> then yeah. based the off worst. of that? Well, <laughs> a, a, the big thing that we try to do is just That's why they're going overseas. Right. <laughs> it, it, well, think about it. In Holland, I mean, they literally have a stick. Most Shar, she's had a stick in her hand since she could walk. Mm. That's not normal here. You know what I mean? Because field hockey isn't the dominant sport right, right. in America. It's a sport in America. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that 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 it for sure is why we go overseas, 100%. I've never thought about this, but is Jill Bolton kind of like an anomaly being an American, but that's also really good? No, we have there's a lot of really, there's there, okay. a lot of really good Americans. Um for sure. And Jill, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jill's a stud though. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, she's special. Are you surprised that there isn't men's field hockey yet in the United States like collegiately? Cuz I know like that's not an option for guys that are trying to play on Team USA. They, I think you were telling me they typically go to a program that has a really high end women's program mm-hmm. and will practice with them. That's ironically Corey Dykema, the, the fourth and final Dykema is coming to Liberty. Okay, he's, awesome. He's uh, yeah, he's uh, the brother. But yeah, so that's what he's doing. He's going to come to us exactly next year, and then you know he'll be able to train at the highest level that yeah. he can on a good surface, and then you know we'll just be able to support him and. Turns of whatever we can pour it into him. So when he goes with the junior national team and the national team, you know, yeah, and that he helps you advantage. too. I'm sure oh. having just a great practice player, essentially. Yeah, to have the gals to be able to train against someone, you know, yeah, bigger, faster, stronger. You know, got to do everything stronger, quicker. You know, be really good. I interrupted Matt's question. I'm sorry about how you, you know, watch the high school recruiting. When they don't have. Oh. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, it's all good. Um, we're, we're used to that. That's, <laughs> see, all yeah. the listeners are too. They just leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But high school recruiting. Yeah. So the best tournaments to go to is really the season that we're headed into now because they are going to be on AstroTurf surfaces and they're run through USA field hockey. So we'll be down in Virginia Beach. There's a couple um, fields, AstroTurf, that aren't associated with any college. They're just. It's actually where the national team used to train many years ago. But anyways, so it's great when we get to evaluate them on that surface. Um, But then there's lots of tournaments that are on grass. So basically what we try to do is after we see them, we always run camps and clinics after the big tournaments are like the ones that we like, get in touch with their club coaches. You know, we got to see you play on the right surface, and that's what we try to do. Most memorable or the top moment in your field hockey career? Playing or coaching? Man, that's hard. Ugh. Well, you're, you not know, le- you're not leaving until you tell us. <laughs> I don't know. This is, like, not the glamorous thing. I think every day is special. Like, I think it's so easy in life to get caught up in, oh, it's when you won the championship. When we won the Big Ten championship my senior year at Northwestern, that was really cool. But what I miss the most is just, like, walking into Tracy's office and, like, hey, how are you? I'm, yeah. You know what I mean? And just picking her brain and talking to her. So, I don't know. I, I I just like getting to do life with these kids every single day. And when they're gone, I miss them. Like yeah. right now, I'm like, man, wish I could see, you know, Ashley Dykema and be like, hey, how are you? You know, so I think it's just kind of the every day. It's the best part about the job. You talked about you like having a plan. Mm-hmm. How hectic is your plan coming this fall with your off season basically cut in half? Like that must be a struggle to go from – you know, mm-hmm. we just competed. The recovery time is, is cut short. If there's anybody with a significant injury, they don't have as much time to get ready. Mm-hmm. What is that like? Well, I think for me personally, it's really hard because I don't know if I'm just crazy if other coaches talk about this when they come in here, but <laughs> it's really hard to come down, I think, after a coach or for a coach 
And I remember this as a player after season because you're on this like incredible high. You have to be on all the time. It's like 24-7, 365, you know, not 100%, but you yeah. know, it's just a lot. You have one off day, whatever that means in season. And then all of a sudden it ends and you do, you need to come down, you need to relax, you need to unplug. But that's really hard when you're like in like not fight or flight mode, but you're in go mode, you know? So just trying to best take advantage as we possibly can this summer of, you know, it's busy with recruiting, but in the times that we can, like, that's why I go mountain biking and do those things or try to unplug. And we try to tell the kids that, you know, the same thing, like, you got to work hard this summer and you got to come back in shape, but there's an element if we don't check out mentally, we're not going to be ready to go in the fall. Yeah. It's just so exhausting to continue that mental 110%. Well, yeah, if you didn't if you didn't see coach's feature, we went out mountain biking with her and um it's it's a pretty it was a life or death uh situation with one of our camera guys the shots that we needed to get. <laughs> There's drone shots and we mentioned this I think last week where Doug went down pretty hard and uh, we have his fall from that GoPro on loop in our office. If you want to come by, we're in Green Hall. <laughs> um, <laughs> Coach, thank you so much for joining us. We yeah. look forward to, you know, staying in touch with you guys over the summer and maybe bringing you back on if you want to, you know, be a, a victim once again on the Flame Central Excellent. podcast. That's <laughs> Guys, anything else that you have? Good. Uh, yeah. No? yeah. Exciting season. I know we were as fired up for, about field hockey as we've ever been this past That's year. True. We talked about it a lot on this show. Yeah, you did. And uh, excited to see it. You know, for us, we're thrilled for the quick turnaround because we can get right back into following you guys. Maybe a little bit more difficult for you, but sorry about that. All, All right, good. Coach, thanks again. Be safe out there, mountain biking. I'll try. All right, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. You know, guys, we were talking to Coach after the interview, and she has some great stories leading into next season. It's it is crazy for the turnaround, not only for them and the yeah. team, but for us to come up and share some of these amazing stories of these athletes on the field hockey team. So excited to dive into that once they get back on campus this summer. Yeah, it's an exciting team. It I is. mean, and, and I know a lot of people like myself not real familiar with field hockey. I've gotten more so as I've been here, and they're a fun group to watch. They are. They got some great offensive weapons, and then when you have a stud goaltender between the pipes, I think you're you're set for a lot of success. And that's the thing, too, that she was talking about. Really solid freshman class she had, bringing in another one. She's starting to build, right? Yeah. Like, you're starting to get mm-hmm. just depth. And so much of winning is depth, and I think they're going to have that this year. I'm just so interested to go out there and, like, see the, the playing surface now. Like, I need to go and yeah, it's test just, it out. I think of it as rough ice opposed to smooth ice and ice hockey. Like, if you just played on skated on ice – for an eternity, it would get so choppy and rough that it would be really difficult to play on. And so basically that's what these kids are playing on in high school. It's just mm. rough ice. Yeah. And then here when it's has the water on it, it's so much a faster game. You want to see if these kids are able to process the game at such a quicker level. Wow, that was a great breakdown, Rhett McGiven. Rhett's done so you've done some field hockey broadcasting, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. I need to get out there and and learn a little bit more about after you finish field running hockey. steeplechase, you can okay. go over there and yeah. play some field hockey. I'm I'm gonna be a good. I'm gonna just filter is working. Okay. Um, so we want to hear from you guys, uh, the listeners, because you know the show at the end of the day is all about you and what you want. Other than when I'm hosting, um, <laughs> and, oh um, 
We have some some suggestions on an interview. We, we got it. An, we got an email. Uh, some people throw out some suggestions for interviews we could do over the summer and fall, and we'd like for you guys to do the same thing. Flamecentral at liberty.edu. You can email us flamecentral at liberty.edu. Also got another lovely review uh, on iTunes. They say it's a great podcast. They love the updates, especially in and I think it's fitting considering this show today. They love the updates on sports that are maybe less focused on around campus. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe nice. they don't know as much about. They love kind of learning about that. And they also said that we have great chemistry and the right amount of humor. Good. They said Thank nothing you. of feminine grace, however. Yeah. So, well, over one there. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. While thanks, we're doing thanks this for in, that comment, yeah. uh, Jack. <laughs> in real Jack time. Warner. Right, right. <laughs> hey, do uh, do we still have giveaways? We need to get back to that because I was thinking if people give us a review, good or bad, right. we could put their names in a hat. And I was thinking that the giveaway could be they could compete against Emily in the steeplechase. That's a good they could, idea, too. They could join our race. You guys just have the best. I think that um, we need to put in a hat who can win golf lessons. And wow. maybe we only put five different names of all Matt Warner. Listen, listen. <laughs> uh, it was ugly out yeah. there. It was, Emily talks a big game, but we all know. Who carried the team, and I'm not even going to say his name because he doesn't need. It's more embarrassing. Yeah. He doesn't need his head yeah. to get any yeah. bigger. But He'll yeah, he'll be back he... in the fall. Let's yeah. just put it that way on the show. <sighs> yeah. It's the worst yak talk. Oh, was I not supposed yeah, to mention yeah, his name? Yeah. All right, guys, we'll be back next week. Keep bringing in those reviews. We want to hear and we want to grow and we want to bring in whatever interviews you want to listen to. So I guess we'll see you back here next week. Did you have any crazy things happen this week for? Uh, Rhett's ramblings before uh, we go. I had some baby chicks hatch. Oh, really? Yep, some baby chicks hatched and they're doing well. We were checking on them this morning, actually, and uh, things are going well. Actually, last night it was it was raining pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's eh? coming down. And I went out to check on them, and one of them had kind of like fallen out of the area, and it was Aww. like huddled there by itself. So I went to pick it up, and as soon as I did to put it back with its mom, mom got mad and like hammered my hand. So I had Whoa. to like get the chick back in and then build a quick little ledge so the food and water could be there and it wouldn't be that's so sweet farmer yeah. yeah i know i, I, I actually that. said that to my wife i'm like look at us out in the yeah. rain at night doing farm stuff it was kind of fun and this just like little house on the prairie yeah you know here comes little oaks. you've never watched little yeah, house on yeah. the prairie i can uh-uh. tell in your eyes <laughs> i can yeah, tell yeah here comes little, oh, little oaks falling down the yeah, grassy hill exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. oh, all right guys thanks for listening we'll see you right back here next week